What's up, everybody? Welcome to the State of Wild, episode 92, a regular YouTube video web series podcast. Thank you. My name is Meowth, and as usual, I'm joined by two good friends and co-hosts, Raffle and Corbett. How are you guys doing today? You know, I'm I'm doing all right. I spent a week uh, actually playing Hearthstone again, and uh, that was that that was new um, after the uh, the Switcheroo and the Kalethos uh, were running rampant for a while. They are no longer there, and um, feels good. I actually enjoyed my time streaming and enjoyed the game again. So uh, we got a new expansion. Did you know that? Uh, I haven't touched the game in like five days, so I'm gonna, you know, be playing a little bit of catch up here. It feels like, um, but no, uh, I'm happy to talk about everything. I did get a chance to play a little bit um, before the weekend, and yeah, I'm gonna be happy jumping into everything, kind of talking about where we're at. So uh, yeah, it'll be interesting because you know we did get a new expansion. Very very cool. Yeah, new expansion launched on Tuesday with the nerfs to KT and Boar as well as a couple of other cards as well. So we're going to be diving into it right on here at the start. Uh, I think we're going to split the episode kind of into uh, two little parts here. Uh, so first off, we're going to be talking about what's looking really, really good uh, in the wild meta, and then we'll kind of be moving on to what's been really, really fun to play uh, in the wild meta. So, uh, Corb, I guess I'll let you take it away first with the uh, what's been really, really good here in the wild meta so far in week <laughs> one. Okay, so basically, like I said, I haven't really been playing a ton, but I was able to play catch-up with uh, looking at things like, hey, just replay and VS and kind of um, reading through some comments from uh, some friends, some high-legend players and things like that. So basically, um, we're kind of roughly where we expected with a couple of surprises. Like, Pirate Rogue definitely looks like the early front runner. It's kind of like spiking hugely in popularity the win rate is uh of the class in general is kind of insane <laughs> um so like rogue right now at legend is like 21 percent of the meta um same thing at like upper diamond the the win rate of rogue as a class at legend is like 54 percent or something so um pirate rogue very very good uh the mech decks are also really solid which is kind of what we expected um and then you know, there are there are a few like hidden gems and stuff that seem to be popping up as well as as uh, players kind of actually start exploring everything the expansion has to offer. Yeah, so let's uh, let's hop into uh, the first three decks that we talked about here: the uh, the pirate rogue and the two mech decks. Uh, like we mentioned last week, these weren't really two deck or three decks that kind of caught us by surprise that they were good. Um, have they kind of caught you by surprise as to just how good they were? Now that we have like all the decks out there in the meta. Um, no, I mean, like, I expected Rogue to be the front runner, so uh, that's not really a surprise. I didn't know if it was going to become, like, a, a huge balance concern. I think the jury might still be a little bit out on that one. We'll have to wait and see, because it is very, very good. Uh, but no, I expected, like, the mech decks and the Rogue decks to become very powerful as the aggressive things in the format. Um, and it was more like figuring out how everything else around those decks is going to fit in, because it, it seemed very likely those were going to be good. Yeah, I think that it wasn't <clears throat> it wasn't a matter of how good uh, Rogue was going to be. We knew that was going to be the case. It was a matter of how far ahead it was of old decks, which I think is a little bit surprising. Um, obviously, Pirate Warrior, we talked last week uh, during the nerf, was on the decline already, so we weren't really anticipating that would be up, but that dropped off real hard. Um, like, the... <laughs> like 
the warrior win rate in wild has just plummeted and uh, some <laughs> of that is pirate rogue but also the mech decks really bully the pirate warrior for board which is something that it was doing to every other deck um you know when it was reigning supreme and now they have kind of uh, flipped that and those two decks are really pushing it and you can just easily race it with uh with pirate rogue so it's like you know the on top of the other decks that were already coming in to shoulder it out of the way prior to the expansion you have three of the best or the three new best decks and arguably the three best decks right now are kind of um pushing that down and even things like um like questline hunter aren't really um at the same level of prominence or power that we saw um going into the expansion as well so yeah not surprising that these decks are good uh, a little surprising how much further ahead they are than some of the uh, the decks that we've been getting used to. So, yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm I for one am glad that uh, aggro seems to be back though because it did kind of have the vibe of at the end of the last expansion where like it was kind of just pirate warrior as your aggressive option, and at high legend that tended to fall off because it wasn't very good into all of the other you know decks that people were playing at high legend, and so. I mean, people might not like that, but I, I'm kind of glad that things like that are back so that I, decks like Mechathune and Pillager and uh, the new quest mage that we might talk about are kind of running rampant all over the uh, the meta. No, I, I, I'm a big fan of that too because of the, the type of um, aggro decks that we're seeing. These are very powerful, very resilient aggro decks, and in the case of Rogue, very fast. It's it's kind of like um, taking over the, the Shadow Priest spot, but they... They have finite resources. Like you can, uh, you you can plan your deck as a control deck to, you know, remove their stuff. Arguably, that's not going to be the most successful against something like a uh, Mech Paladin in particular is incredibly resilient, and um, mm -hmm. Mech Mage is, you know, flooded with card draw. So like, you know, it's relative to the strength of control decks. These decks are still getting a big boost and are quicker and more efficient and more resilient. But like you can theoretically run them out of resources. And I think that that's like a world where aggro decks should exist and why I had a problem with uh, with Pirate Warrior for so long. And, um, you know, so I'm, I'm fine with this. It feels like a healthier um, sort of, I, I don't know, call and response uh, metagame that, you, you know, you would hope for in a, in, in a card game, even if we don't like where, even if you don't personally like aggro now and you don't like where things are, like decks can respond yeah the um towards the end of last expansion i think that a lot of the aggressive decks um i don't know like they were they weren't that bad it's just the uh, people weren't really flooding to play things like beast druid and in a fire priest they were very um kind of different uh there's some of the aggro type of decks that we'd seen in wild previously and players weren't really playing a ton of those decks in general um in some ways though they were just kind of like weblord decks as well which was kind of a, a weird situation so um but there's definitely been like the changing of the guard right where decks like beast druid and shadow priest and pirate warrior um have kind of been phased out and we're seeing this tribal synergy with the mech decks and the pirate rogue uh kind of taking over so aggro's definitely got a little bit of a um you know, a, a, a face facelift, I guess, or a transition. Yeah, all, the, all those pirate warrior players have not transitioned over to pirate rogue because one yeah. one's been nerfed and one's just really freaking good right now. Uh, <laughs> it's where, where most people, I think, are going. All right, so let's move on here a little bit and let's talk about um, everybody's favorite archetype. Uh, let's talk about some Reno decks, and uh, we may or may not be surprised by the best or most popular uh, Reno deck right now on ladder, uh, and that happens to be. Paladin. Um, 
Man, that hero carryo card is uh, it's pretty good, by the way. Pretty good. Yeah, I was playing Reno Paladin recently without an Ozdorma, and I was just keeping her. Like, why would I mulligan my best card? <laughs> it's just, it, it, it's just a card that you kind of uh, keep. But yeah, I mean, Reno Paladin has been the the best Reno deck for quite some time now, so it's not terribly surprising. I think people are still not used to it because they're used to Gazakus decks being the Reno decks. But like, I mean, when you can heal to sixty with uh, Thakal and Reno on curve. And you have Cariel as well. Like, it's tough to match that. I don't care if you have uh, Kazakus. It doesn't really, doesn't really hold up anymore. Yeah, it's kind of funny. Um, where I think like Agro, like I was talking about, kind of went like it kind of looked very different, right? Like decks like Web, uh, the Weblord decks, like Beastru and um, in a fire, kind of came along, and it was a little bit odd compared to what people were used to with Agro. And yeah, the same thing is kind of true with Reno decks, right? Where uh, the Reno Paladin doesn't really play the same kind of super grindy, um, you know, very defensive uh, kind of play style that a lot of the Reno players and, um, you know, people that really like that deck are used to. So it's not quite like a Warlock or a, or a Mage or something like that or a Priest. Um, it's very proactive. It's very threat dense, but... You know, this is the best thing that you can do, and it's really the best way that you can play, or the most effective way that you can play Reno decks nowadays, you know? No matter what you want to be doing, you want to be at least proactive and, you know, being able to actually threaten and, you know, present some lethality if you're going to be playing this type of deck. Yeah, so Reno Paladin looking really, really good with uh, both the new uh, Leviathan card, uh, the, the Colossal Mech Minion, as well as a uh, back-to-two-mana equality. So Paladin, Paladin Gamer's really liking that. Um... And that's not to say that other Reno decks aren't doing well, right? I've seen individual anecdotes um, of Reno Priest and Reno Lock and even Reno Lock uh, and things like that. I know Martian's been kind of pushing this for Murloc Reno Lock with the 5-mana 4-3 that draws three Murlocs. And it draws you your Sea Devil Stinger plus Mutanus and Gigafin, um, which seems kind of spicy. And he was having success with it. I don't know if it's good or we'll catch I, on but it, there's there's I, spice I out there is what i'm even, saying <laughs> i can't imagine even martian thinks it's good i think he's doing it for fun uh, that was my assumption but it looks like a blast and i can't wait to play it but i i i can't imagine that like actually being a legitimate play right i, I think in general reno decks are still gonna be weak um but they're better right i think they're better than they were like a, a couple months ago and you know that's a that's a big improvement for a lot of people yeah, I mean, I think some of that is the the potential aggro decks that they're they're facing too, right? Like, exactly. Like yeah. you can warlock in particular can run those decks out of resources because it has defile, it has touch, it has uh, drain soul, it has really efficient removal. Even if you're only running one ofs, and then it can rely on Reno to really stabilize the life total so they can't get like bursted over the top with the last few pieces that they have. So yeah, I, I could definitely see that, and maybe like a a reno mage that's moving away from pocket galaxy could definitely do something similar if you if you build it that way but um that's that's why i'm skeptical of the uh the murloc top end is because you <laughs> i think you want to build it a little bit differently like you might i feel like you were just better off with like void color into big demons in that type of scenario well, too well why not both i mean i mean let's let's talk about gigafin a little bit here um transition a little bit away from those reno decks because that combination of sea devil stinger and gigafin um, it's really damn powerful, right? Like, if you happen to have it, it it's game-winning on, like, just how busted it is, right? It is 8-mana, 
God, 15, 13 worth of stats that clears your entire opponent's board, right? Like, that's a really insane power swing. Um, I know people have been messing around with it in Dark Blue Warlock. I know people have been messing around with it in Evenlock to a lot of success. So, like, it kind of makes sense to me that, like, slotting it into Arena deck, probably not the worst thing. Um, but, yeah, I mean, this the Sea Devil Stinger into Gigafin combo, though, uh, I mean, let's talk a little bit about that and just like just how busted it is and should more Warlock decks kind of be taking a look at it. Yeah, um, I don't like it because it's really, 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 really broken. Like it, to me, um, I, I feel like I, I need to get on a little soapbox about this because uh, I kind of put up some lists in my Discord and stuff um, right after the patch, or right before the patch. And uh, I had like Gigafin and Sea Devil in even Warlock. And a lot of people were just asking like, is that even worth it? Does that really make sense? And it felt like it was very difficult to just get across just how broken Gigafin is. Gigafin in Murloc Warlock, right, has, which isn't a great deck. Gigafin in the Agro Murloc deck has like a 74% mulligan win rate. It's like well over 10% clear of every other card. And the only synergy is basically just the Seed Devil. It is the best card. You auto-keep it, right, in your Agro Murloc Warlock. Um, it's something like even Warlock, where you're drawing two cards a turn, you see a lot of your deck. I will auto-keep Gigafin every single time. It is the best, most powerful thing you can do in this deck. It hasn't really trickled out to the wider population. It was very popular this week in uh, THL, which is kind of like a competitive wild thing. Um, like, everyone that was bringing even Warlock was basically bringing Gigafin. And, um, yeah, it is honestly insane. Like, you, you play this two-card high roll... Um, and it is so good, both as a reactive measure. Um, Gigafin by itself on eight is also sometimes okay, by the way. But um, but just like on general, in general, like a reactive measure to clear the opponent's board. But also, like Meowth said, developing fifteen power on turn four is just absolute insanity. Um, so yeah, every Warlock deck that's a little bit slower needs to be playing this. Can, that can afford to play this needs to be playing this. It is one of the strongest, most busted things you can be doing in Wild right now. And I don't like it because I think it's honestly way, 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 way too busted. Um, and it does make even Warlock Mirrors kind of very toxic in a way that I don't think they were nearly quite as bad before. Um, but I can't get across just how busted this power spike is and how confident I am that even Warlock will want to be playing this. And, you know, once we get more info on it, I'm sure everyone else will be able to see that as well. I'll take the L on this one then. I, I was I was <laughs> I was a big doubter. Uh, I haven't tried it myself Me outside too. of I, I haven't tried it myself outside of Murloc Warlock, where I was mostly just running it, like you said, for the stats. But I had like you know I had four ways to cheat it out, so I felt that it was a little bit more consistent. I apologize to Martian. Your brain's bigger than mine. Uh, I'll give you the benefit of the doubt from now on. So I'll I'll take the L and uh, I'll see. I'll see how well it performs when when I try the deck, and you know maybe I'll be singing a different tune uh, in the next episode. Yeah, I mean we did the theory crafting stream, and uh, I was talking I think to Hijo about it, and we both were just in agreement like, oh, are we gonna do the dumb fun Gigafin thing, or are we just gonna play Drekthar like we're meant to? But it kind of looks like we're meant to just play Gigafin. Like Gigafin just looks so good in the uh, the like the Murloc Warlock deck. It just looks like I don't know, it's insane. <laughs> yeah, I mean. When you talked about an even lock a deck that draws two cards and sees a lot, like is there ever a consideration for just like shoving it in like your Mechathune Warlocks and your like your your Rod Warlock decks, right? Whether you're running Mines, Owls, Mechathune, as just like it's a four mana clear the board, you have a ton of healing and draw on that deck anyways. 
Maybe. Um, I'm not sure because that deck already has such excellent removal with things like Plague of Flames, and it is very, very tight on, on card slots in general. Um, so I'm not entirely sure about that one, but it, the fact it, that it's uh, even a consideration is interesting. I, I think the fact that uh, both pieces have a death rattle so could be disqualified. Oh, really yeah. Yeah, call. so I guess not. <laughs> so no, 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 you probably will not because Phylactery is a card. Good call. Good catch on that before I before I ran it to test it and screwed myself over <laughs> on my combo. Good catch. Discovered that yourself. Yeah. yeah. Learn it the hard way. It's much much nicer to learn it the easy way. All right. Thanks, Raffle. Yeah. Okay. I got one uh, thing right tonight. <laughs> <laughs> one, one thing. Um, speaking of one thing, Dragon Druid, Ramp Druid had one thing nerfed. I guess two, right? Uh, Kazakhstan plus the Miracle Growth. Uh, uh, so, so Corb, how how are the uh, the Dragon Druid builds, uh, or just the Ramp Druid builds in general, uh, looking? Not good, but um, probably just incredibly messy. I think like Druid Ramp Druid right now is going through an absolute identity crisis, right? It, it broke up with Kazakhstan. It's uh, it's not ready to rebound yet. It's just kind of listening to sad songs and uh, hasn't really figured itself out. But I'm sure it'll get out there, whether it's uh, seeing some more dragons or maybe we maybe we go with the Mechathun route. Alignment is also free on the market. You know, it got nerfed, but it's back out there. A lot of people are interested in alignment. Um, Meowth not interested in alignment. <laughs> so, but uh, I don't know, like... I'm sure Ramp Druid will figure out something. It's just, it's very complicated because it's really hard to fit in all those dragons and it doesn't feel worth it to run Kazakasan anymore. But does that mean dragons in general aren't worth it? Like Breath of Dreams is really good and Nixie is really good. Ysera is really good. Like it's still got powerful stuff with dragons. So it's kind of just tough to figure out and I'm sure it'll get there. I'm sure it lines up still uh, quite well into a lot of the, the mech decks. Um, there's also even other questions like, hey, a card you didn't mention, do you still want to be playing Kael'thas in, in these types of decks now that it's been nerfed? So there's a lot going on. I'm sure it'll figure it out. But yeah, it's, it's having a tough time right now. I think um, in the past, people moved quickly away from alignment, first of all, and perhaps a little bit too quickly. We saw like uh, in standard people were messing around with it a little bit more. One turn does make a pretty big difference. Um, but like in the past, the the Linecracker Megathun was the top performing druid list before uh, Kazakhstan, mm -hmm. and and nobody was playing it. So like it 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 could just be a matter of nobody's playing the Linecracker version. So nobody's realizing that you know there is a good slow druid right now. They're just kind of fixated on trying to make uh, Kazakhstan work, which requires a lot of pieces, which then leaves you a little bit more exposed to aggro, even if some of them are taunts like the Emerald Dreamer and that kind of thing. But like um, you know, with uh, with the Linecracker Mechathun, even if you're like, you still have bees as removal, even if you're not using it uh, for the combo turn because you don't need a full combo every game. So you have a little bit more flexibility in terms of the um, the the early game, and it may be a little bit better into the the hyper aggro. Or you know, you could just go back to um, you know locking people out with a with an alignment uh, combo because you can still get there very quickly. Nourishes. Um, is buffed and that's like a really flexible card in that kind of deck especially if you're running anaconda um so um you, you know you're not wasting a card slot on overgrowth either so there's a, a little bit of uh, flexibility there because you get a one card um you know overgrowth plus draw or overgrowth or draw so i think that there's um you know like you said the 
some exploration that needs to be done because I think people are just fixated a little bit too much on making Kazakistan work. But the benefit to him in the past was how quickly he came online. Now you have to actually take some effort to uh, to get there. So slow. Like, it, it's so hard to play that many dragons in Wild, especially because they're all heavy because of the Oaken Summons package. It just, um, it's a tricky situation. It, and that was the benefit of the Kazakistan over Cthun is that it mm. ended the game quickly. And like, you're just, you run into that same problem where you're kind of having to take the time and effort to uh, get it online. Yeah. I mean, speaking of uh, Druidex from the past making it, making comebacks, I, I know Corb and I both individually tested some like Kael'thas ramp Druid post nerf, like six mana Kael'thas, your third spells cost one. Um, and like, it turns out like the nerf to miracle growth doesn't really matter uh, when it goes from zero to one. Um, and cards like Guff are still busted. Cards like Twig Sphere are still busted. Uh, I forgot to put Spreading Plague in my damn Druid deck, and I was still popping off. I went like ten and three with the deck. So like I, I, I think there is still room for exploration. Like in in that one, I was running the Cthulhu Shell to have some sort of of win con outside of just like Miracle Gross and UIs. But I I don't know. I I just. Please don't let it be alignment that comes back out of all of these different ones, please. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, do you guys want uh, to talk about? Have we missed any of the uh, the new big powerful decks uh, from the new expansion here? Well, there's one I want to touch on because I didn't know it existed until like half an hour before this episode. <laughs> so I came back and all of a sudden I found that um, Quest Shaman is apparently popping off. Uh, which is very confusing, so I, I didn't realize, but apparently people are really using um, the old Command the Elements, sorry, the Command the Elements quest, so the Overload quest, um, along with Bioluminescence, um, the new Legendary, the Radiance, um, and it looks kind of incredible. It, it is kind of a low sample, but enough that I'm not, like, dismissing it, right? Like, uh, it's enough that I'm kind of a little bit convinced that it's probably very, very good. Um, which is funny, because like I said, I went away for the week and I came back and it's like, oh, we're playing Quest Shaman now in Wild, and it looks really, really strong. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying this to take credit for it, because I like I only posted the video yesterday, so but um, like I played it myself, and it's incredible. I actually got the list from uh, from King Ogre, and oh okay, and so I think he got a I think he got a rank five uh, with it, um, and. So the the quest what what the quest like bioluminescence thing allows you to do first of all is super greedy and uh, like not entirely necessary in most of the games but if you're up against something like a druid you don't have to run a boatload of burn in your deck so you can be better into the aggro uh, matchups so basically I think it's running like first of all scaling geyser is a nutso card um, like I <laughs> I was way off base with that especially in in that deck. Uh, but it's running Geyser, Crackle, and um, Bloom, as well as the couple overdrafts. But you're barely... It feels like I'm rarely using the overdrafts for the damage. I'm using them for removal plus uh, like the Mana Crystal unlock to prepare for uh, upcoming turns. But it runs like... What is it? Voltaic Burst into mm -hmm. uh, Bioluminescence for a real cheap um, like massive burn to where you just need usually a... Um, if you've got the Brigand down, you just need a single um, burn spell, and it just destroys them. Your bio is your only three mana spell, so you consistently draw it uh, off of the frog, and uh, it's just frog shaman, but with better removal and fewer like dead cards. It feel it, it felt really good, and I'll say I was skeptical of radiance, and I think in, even in Ogre's post, he said he wasn't 
sure if it was worth, but man, the more I played it, the better it felt just like for the cost reduction because, you know, one mana crackle is pretty good. Zero mana lightning bloom, very good when, um, you know, it's dealing 18 damage to the opponent's face twice. Is uh, it's, it's a pretty good card. Give it a try. Give it a try. It feels a lot better into aggro than just like uh, your typical frog shaman because I've been a big proponent uh, in the past of like quest is useless if anything at times it like ruins your overdraft damage and like you don't actually need it it's a tech card you really want to turn through and find the frog it, it kind of feels pretty good in the stack <laughs> like uh yeah well just the way the way that it's built it's kind of similar to the um when people were doing something similar with like charge call and um and giants in in that where you're not you really light on burn and just focused on removal it gives you a little bit better game into some of the aggro decks yeah, I wonder how relevant that like taunt from the quest is with like rogue and mech decks running around really rampant. Um, I wonder like how big of a factor that is in the deck success. Probably not very much, but uh, I don't know. I haven't right. messed around with frog shaman. Um, man, spirit of the frog. This this card from Rosticon's rumble really really uh, coming to light as a as a good 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 card and a good deck. All right, any other any other good decks before we move on to uh, to some of the fun stuff. I think that's about it. Everything kind of... I think we've covered most things here. Most things so far. Most things in week one. There's probably some some under-the-radar oh, yeah. stuff that we're missing. Uh, or just not playing yet. Um, so let's let's move on to some of the stuff that we're having a lot of fun with. And I'm gonna, I'll want to lead on Quest Mage. Naga Quest Mage. I say Naga Quest Mage, but there's like one Naga in the deck that you really care about. And that's Savara. Um, I, I don't think the deck is very good. Right, it has some pretty obvious weaknesses to aggro, but it's pretty dumb once it gets going. Uh, and Savara in that deck is absolutely amazing, right? Um, with all the coin generators, she's just like a four mana add three coins to your hand sometimes, or like she gives you a biscuit, which counts as two procs for your quest. And like it's she is really, really good in the deck, and I think takes the deck to a much higher level than what it used to be. It just turns out that that level is still not very good, but it's a ton of fun to play. Um, and so for those of you guys that don't know, this is the the quest uh, where you play eight spells that didn't start in your deck, and then you get the time warp, and then you, you know, take multiple time warps because you play Bran and Parrots and Potion of Illusions and more Parrots, and you take like 15, 16 turns, and eventually you kill your opponent somehow, some way. Um, but yeah, I mean, the deck's really, really fun. I don't know if you guys have messed around with it a lot. Uh, I played a Reno version very early because um, I I wanted to run more Nagas than just uh, Suvara, and um, it it yeah it was a lot of fun. But I could tell that like the only card that belonged in there was Commander Suvara because you like you said you can do so many stupid things. Um, whether it's coins, um, whether it's you know additional copies of Ice Block, like mm -hmm. you can you you can get effective. Um, you know, extra turns by just generating multiple ice blocks. I, I even just ran her in like a multicaster ping mage recently um, and would just time my spells to make sure that I was only getting back ice blocks and wildfire so that I could, you know, buy myself some extra turns because I'm not playing the quest. So like, um, it, yeah, she's a real fun card and she fits into that deck perfectly, especially because she also works well with Bran um, to get you additional copies of those spells. Uh, like, in the past when you played the deck, you often 
were kind of in a situation where you wanted to coin, hold the coin generators for the turn that you played the brand. So you play brand coin generators into uh, quest completion, then follow that up with parrots. Now you can kind of tempo out the the coin generators a little bit better, play the coins, and you know do something similar with with her, where you use her uh, with the brand to complete the quest. Um, and um, yeah, seems good. Yeah, uh, command is definitely like the best card in the deck. Um, it's right now, uh, like I, I agree with Mouth, it's not great, but the thing is, it kind of just gets farmed by the super fast aggro, particularly Rogue, right? Like Rogue is the big thing, where Rogue is the most popular deck on ladder right now, and it loses very, very badly to Rogue, which is always like a tough recipe, right? It's hard to be a good deck when you're losing a lot to the most popular thing. But apart from that, pretty good. <laughs> like, uh, apart from that specific matchup, even the mech decks is kind of not that horrible against, just because... Uh, the mech decks, they do take a little bit to get going. Like, Mech Mage in particular is kind of just a delay and then kind of pops off turn 4, turn 5. But by that point, um, you know, there's already an Ice Block down. Maybe we've already drawn some cards, got some coins. And it's not like a terrible situation compared to uh, the Rogue, which hits you right in the dome from turn 1. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, like, if you, if you manage to dodge Rogue, uh, it might be worth it. If you're probably, like, not at that upper diamond bracket, you probably see a little bit less Rogue. But, um... Yeah, I don't know. This deck is kind of uh, potentially quite dangerous, I think, because I don't know if it's been completely solved. And the infinite turn thing is pretty... I mean, it's pretty crazy, right? Like You can literally just chain off for the rest of the game uh, as early as probably turn 6, turn 7 sometimes. So it's pretty crazy. Yeah, it's, it, it... I'm not going to lie when I say it. Like, it's, it's really dumb when it gets going. Like, when it does its thing, yeah. I don't know if there's, like, a more gross way of winning the game. It's very turtle mage-esque right where you kind of just, like uh, your opponent doesn't get to play the game uh once you like start going and you can start going as early as turn six uh in this deck because of all those coin generators now allowing you to complete that quest extremely quickly um i yeah it reminds me a lot of free shaman in that way too whoa 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 all right free shaman <laughs> <laughs> you're not wrong uh -huh. but damn <laughs> uh, speaking of this is yeah, we'll come back to it. Maybe not this episode, but I, I have some ideas about Free Shaman. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, it, it has that vibe. And, like, I was talking about this on stream when I was playing it. I was like, I'm fairly certain that if this did end up becoming a good deck, people are going to absolutely hate it. People are going to hate it more than they hated Free Shaman. They're going to hate it more than they hated KT Druid or Boar Priest because it literally will... I take infinite yeah, it, turns and you can't do anything about it sort of thing it, once it, I go. It, doesn't even give the illusion of letting you play yeah. <laughs> like it, it just it just straight yeah. doesn't let you play and it you know if depending on the toxicity of the opponent like they may not like be in a big hurry to end the game either so they <laughs> um yeah they they you can drag it out a little bit longer you can do things like um like run doomsayers and uh other things to clear your board and really get toxic and um like you you can legitimately take infinity turns if you really wanted to so if the if the deck does get the capacity to get the quest online a little bit quicker or even i mean it's already got so much draw with multicaster on the brand but like if it gets any better like it has the the potential to be an incredibly toxic deck. like it's already inherently very toxic like that's that's the point of the deck you're you're not letting the opponent play the game like that's super toxic um but like yeah if it gets better it's going to be very much despised yeah it just needs a little bit more survivability and um 
you know, if the draw isn't as concentrated on like just multicaster and like things like research project, right? That's not like ideal given the opponent two cards, but there are, there are some clear upgrades and it'd be pretty nasty. Uh, like Ixar talked a while back about, you know, why they have cards like Ticketus, you know, because some players just like doing the mean thing. And I think for a lot of people, a lot of people are going to really like playing this deck because this is about as mean as it gets in, in Hearthstone. Like if you, if you really want to rope your opponent out, 25 turns in a row and just kind of keep them there and torture them when they if they refuse to leave like you can do that you can it's the ultimate play with your food deck and um i'm sure it's going to be very appealing to some people and other people are going to be having to go get some new keyboards and some new monitors uh quite quickly yeah exposing me by the way because i absolutely enjoyed playing this deck i absolutely loved it um didn't have anybody refuse to scoop um didn't really toy with my food yet but it's it, it's been a ton of fun to play. It's probably I I've been playing Queen Queen Ashara in my deck as like a second Naga. Like I I know it's not optimal, but it's still fun to like. I, I go mean, for like the one mana Nelly or the one mana Gigafin yeah, against Aggro. Oh oh, I go for the one mana Shuffle. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I want to add some more. Well, I want to embrace the chaos against completely. Aggro. I'll go for the Colossal uh, Minions against the yeah. other min uh, other decks. Like you go for the either the one mana extra Time Warp with the the Ring, or you go for the like Shuffle five spells in. And it also will, like, if you've played Finley beforehand, it'll actually break up, like, the bottom of your deck uh, if necessary. So it's it's not fun. Or, I mean, it's not the best, but it's definitely really, really fun. Um, and, yeah, you can uh, you can avoid that fatigue as well with the Finley, which is mm -hmm. kind of like a funny interaction where you can just keep going and stuff if you just, like, manage to put more cards into the deck and things like that, like, right as you get to the fatigue point. So, um, yeah. I mean, it's a very cat-like behavior, Meowth. I'm surprised you haven't started playing with your food a little bit more. I, I probably will once I get more well versed on the deck, but uh, yeah, I, I bet it's, you would. Yeah, yeah probably. Uh, definitely my my favorite deck I think so far that's running new cards uh, from the new set. Um, so uh, any other decks that you guys want to want to touch on for uh, some fun stuff that you've been messing around with? Uh, I played a little bit of uh, Holy Wrath Paladin recently, um, thanks to like things like Finley putting. Uh, like Tribala back at the bottom of your deck, Polkel being unnerfed so that you could slam uh, Holy Wrath on curve at times, and also the new two mana dredge card to like dredge after you Finley did not feel good. No, no, <laughs> I think it's terrible. <laughs> like a lot of people were were really trying to convince me that that was a, a, a good deck, and it's just it's not. I think I think if you want to play this deck, what you want to do is just run for the four giants so you've got the naga giants now plus the the shrivala hyper aggro early game pulk out holy wrath and just like get get 10 chip damage early and just like pulk out on curve holy wrath on curve close out the game immediately like you don't want to get too cute with like drawing cards uh and like or even the finley i think you just want to go hyper aggro but the the, the deck was not fun it was just like it it was just frustrating. Like I'm doing, I'm trying to go th jump through all of these hoops just to put Shrivala or a giant on top, or just to like undo the terrible draws that I was hitting. I'm just like, this is just not worth it. Like I'm, I'm holding this pole kelp because I have all of the giants in hand and I haven't drawn the Finley yet. So I can't like rearrange them. It, it, it was, it was a nightmare. So I wouldn't recommend that deck, but I had um, actually a, fair amount of success with uh um a what is it the 
the trickster in Rogue into Smokescreen, into just oh. a boatload of, uh, of big minions. Um, I did okay with it. I, I was just kind of goofing around. I thought it was like a dumb high roll deck. Somebody, I think just today, let me know they hit uh, Legend with it. <laughs> and I, I did not <laughs> think it was, a, it, you know, it's early in the season. I did not think it was a uh, viable deck by uh, any means, but... Um, Apparently, people are uh, actually making it work, and uh, like it, it's a, it's a lot of fun when uh, when it when it does its thing. I got a uh, turn two trickster into smokescreen uh, in one game, and um, that was uh, <laughs> that that was the the highlight of the day, I guess. But um, yeah, it's. It, Basically, you just uh, smoke screen into owls, um, colossus, like the scrapyard colossus, and um, the seven mana like uh, stealth, recruiter. stealth guy. No, the or... silver vanguard. The yeah, oh. the stealth guy and the silver vanguard as well. So mm -hmm. basically, things that have a death rattle that leave a big minion behind, and um, you drop a trickster on four or two. three or your two <laughs> whenever you whenever you're able. Uh, ideally, with a graveyard in play. I think I actually. I prepped into graveyard into double coin uh, trickster smokescreen onto, so it was like the legitimate like nuts and um, yeah, it's uh it's a lot of fun and super crazy. It's kind of like a uh, like um, a less reliable uh, dragon rogue, uh, but give it was, a try. I was about to say this sounds like says. darkest hour rogue is what it sounds like. <laughs> I super fragile like <laughs> you get one flirt will talk and you're done so <laughs> that's Darkest every out, but we cut all the removal and uh <laughs> right. yeah right it's yeah it's basically like it's trickster smoke screen like a handful of other spells and then just like big big death rattle minions at the top end so like there are some hands where you just stuck with those big big death rattles and uh feeling kind of miserable I've seen Swaguer play some uh, naval mine like on on the snowfall. Uh, we're just talking about that. So he's kind of going for like the bomb, uh, the bomb rogue stuff, which is pretty cool. Um, I haven't really tried much new stuff. I've been away, but I will just say, Ruffle, I I had a similar experience with Holy Wrath Paladin, where it was talked up, and I, I tried it, and I went about three games, and I'm like, this is just not a wild Hearthstone deck. This is not <laughs> this is not something that I want to be doing. So yeah, just deleted that one. Went back to something else. Well, well, there's control. You talked up control paladin, all right. You just happened I, to go I, the holy route. Route. Do you think control paladin has uh, any sort of hope or? After playing it a little bit and kind of looking at the deck building options, I just don't think it's there. I don't think it has the draw to go like full defense, and uh, I don't think it has like a reliable win condition really. Uh, while like having enough draw and things it's just like a very clunky right the holy wrath stuff a lot of the time and fitting and everything um like draw and removal options in paladin are kind of terrible like there's a reason reno paladin goes full threat and full proactive and things like that and why that's kind of the best move um because if it's just a quality city tax and righteous defense and that's kind of <laughs> like that's the whole kit <laughs> you're not gonna be at a great space if you need to be getting to like turn 10 and stuff I, I just think that any deck with a carryall in it is going to win some number of games. Some games. Like, That's fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. We, we could go full standard and go Pyromancer, Holy Maki roll. 10 mana, I, deal 8 to the entire board. 
I I looked at it. Yeah, I I tried that. Um, <laughs> Still not worth it. Damn. You want no. to though? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> uh, all right. Speaking of mines, though, I guess uh, Rod Warlock. Right. Everybody knows about Mechathin Warlock. Uh, I think Core primarily can take responsibility for this, but I think we also have to share some responsibility of we we shelled out Al Warlock. Uh, Probably because of Corb, um, but that deck ended up not being very good. Corb's been talking up some mine warlock. Uh, how are we? Are we baiting people again when it comes to another combo warlock deck that runs twenty eight of the same cards? But we run mines now, so it's new and interesting. No, no, no. See, here's the trick: you need to run shellfish, selfish, shellfish, and that's really the juice. Um, but either way, both of these are probably going to be better than Owl because they're like mine costs two, fish costs four, so you can get the combo activator out online. I I could see Naval Mine being it's certainly better than Owl Warlock, right? <laughs> so like that mm-hmm. ended up not it, being a very high bar. So <laughs> still a good deck. It's just like it, it's maybe not as fast as Megathune, but like. I don't know. Like, I, I still have a hard time believing that Naval Mine couldn't be better than Megathune when you don't have to empty your deck, right? Like, I know you're practically already emptying your deck anyway, but, like... This is the trap, Ruffle. It makes so much I know, sense I know, on I'm, paper. I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna die on this hill with you, Corbett. It's, it's gotta, I'm a Naval Mine truther. Look, this is just like a tradition at this point. New, like, patch or expansion comes out. I, I get a new death rattle, and I go, it's just like Mechathune, but faster. And then, like, I win a whole bunch of games, day one or day two, and then it's just bad, apparently. Like, I, I don't know. Like, like I did five with Mind War. Look, my, my main losses were in the mirror. And it definitely, um, like, it was fast. It was legit fast um, compared to, to Mechathune, and even compared to Owl, right? Like, there's a big difference, obviously, between... Uh, seven mana owl and two mana mine so um you could feel the speed like i was able to otk on turn seven a couple times which like that's that's pretty fast um but i don't know i i think it'll be solid probably a little bit better than our warlock was last meta um but i don't know it's just always the case mechathune's just always better i i don't know why i don't know how it's just always better and i wish i wish the mines i wish the owls were good but it is what it is. Until next expansion, when another one mana version comes out, another death rattle. But okay, this might be me looking at things theoretically instead of in practice once again. But like, don't those decks seem like they could line up pretty well into aggro rogue? Just because of all the like one health removally things and uh, defile, you've got a lot of stuff to touch. You've got like a lot of it's seemingly infinite healing in that deck. Like, could that? be a good response to pirate rogue or is it just got too much damage over the top with the uh the weapon uh i was actually very unsure like how that matchup would go because like you i was thinking about the removal package being quite solid and um but also the damage it actually looks like kind of a close matchup which makes sense based on what i just said <laughs> so yeah it actually looks pretty even uh into rogue uh since the patch um kind of having a look now since like pre-patch and yeah, it's a little... It looks about even, so... Yeah, definitely a position, though, for Mechathun Warlock. If you're, if you're able to go even into the aggro stuff, then that's a, that's a pretty good spot. But Mechathun Warlock, I don't think we mentioned it when kind of going over the decks at the very start. Um, that deck's still good as well. That deck's still very, very, very strong. Yeah, we didn't touch on all of the old good decks, right? We didn't touch on Inner Fire Priest. We didn't touch on Mechathun. We didn't touch on... I mean, Free Shaman it might be a little bit worse, but... All, all the good stuff from part of the expansion, we, we kind of just touched on the new stuff that had 
new cards. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. I think that's going to wrap it up. I think we, we've talked about like 20 decks today. So uh, tune in next week to actually figure out which of those 20 decks are still seeing play and weren't just uh, week one bait uh, from this new expansion. Uh, God, it feels so it feels so nice to say that. We actually finally got to play with the expansion. And uh, I don't know. I, I enjoyed it. Uh, have you guys been enjoying your... I know, Corby, you, you know, only got to play two days of it. But have you guys been liking the new the new expansion so far? Uh, I've been loving it. it. Like I, I'm, I came into this expansion. I think part of that was the theory crafting, but part of it just was the cards. More excited for this expansion than I had been in, like, liberal years maybe ever in in Hearthstone, and um, Kalefoss and Switcheroo just kind of destroyed that entirely to the point where I didn't really want to stream Hearthstone for, uh, for like a, a, a week or two. And I was just like forced to, to auto concede against those because like it was not it wasn't even fun to make content around it because it's like, you know, these decks are going to be gone soon. Like, why even try to counter them? That's um, going to be so. So, yeah. And this past week, it's I've, I feel like things have opened up a little bit. I I played some goofy Reno decks. I went seven and oh with a Reno Death Rattle Demon Hunter and like was just, I don't know, pulling games out of thin air. But it felt like. It felt like things opened up in a way that allowed, um, you know, more fun to happen, at least in those first few days. So it really did feel like a, a new expansion. Yeah, things are probably going to, you know, close up a little bit once people start realizing how good Pirate Rogue is and, um, you know, actually start playing like the, the mech decks and other things and moving off of uh, stuff that they're playing in the past that isn't uh, performing as well. But, like, I don't know. I, I don't mind losing to the the mech decks as much as I do some of the decks that we've like Questline Hunter and uh, Pirate Warrior that we've had previously because I don't feel as helpless uh, against them in most cases. So I, I'm I'm okay with it, and it may just be the uh, the contrast to um, Kalthos and Switcheroo or the novelty of these decks, and that's what I'm responding to. But like I don't care. I'm enjoying it. Yeah, I think for me, um, personally, Alterac Valley, the back end of Alterac after the old Hunter and Ignite nerfs, um, I think I'm going to look back on that meta really, really fondly. I, I think that was one of my favorite wild metas. Um, you know, I had some slight grievances here and there, but for the most part, uh, I, I really, really enjoyed that. Um, I think, like, in, in this expansion voyage to the Sunken City, um, it's not really my personal favorite expansion. Like, I'm not super into the the tribal decks in general. Like, I'm, I'm not really thrilled about the uh, Mech Mage and Mech Paladin and the, the Pirate Rogue, very, a lot of the parasitic stuff. Um, there's a couple other things, like even Warlock with the Gigafin high roll that I, I don't think is going to be the most healthy. But again, uh, we all have our own personal preferences. So, you know, I just went through kind of the back end of an expansion that I really liked and... You know, a, a lot of the quest decks and things like that, a lot of people didn't really like that kind of stuff. So it kind of ebbs and flows. And um, I don't know if this whole general, these kind of tribes and things are going to be for me throughout Wild, this expansion. Um, but it's still a lot better than Kalthos and Switcheroo. <laughs> so, yeah. Definitely. All right. So let us know down in the comments below uh, what you guys have been in playing and enjoying. And uh, let us know if you guys try any things that you know we talked about today and let us know your experience as well of that i i have a little 
notepad of all the decks that I want to try out for this expansion, uh, and I've like barely made a dent in it. So next week I'll be talking about a bunch of new decks as well. I'm sure Raffle will, because he's got to keep up that that YouTube content. Uh, yeah, appreciate you guys hanging out, and uh, Raffle and Corb, thanks again for uh, for hanging out with me and talking Wild Hearthstone, and let the people know where they can find that uh, that said wild content. Uh, yeah, you can find me on Twitch and YouTube at Raffle, and Twitter and Instagram at RaffleHS. And you can find me at Corbett on Twitch and at Corbett Games on Twitter slash YouTube. Yep. You guys can find me at Get Me Out on all those platforms. Thank you for uh, for everybody that listens all the way to the end. Appreciate you guys. Raffle and Corp, thank you again. And we will uh, see you guys again next week for uh, for week two of uh, of, all, <laughs> of uh, Voyage to the Sunken City. Take care, guys.